Welcome to the Beyond Strength Climbing Podcast, where we cover training education, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Palmeyer and Katya Dove. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Modus Cafe. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can tell already it's just me today. I'm coming to you solo today because Mercedes is feeling quite sick. And I thought I would use this opportunity to share my story, my climbing story, and how I got to where I'm at right now. And I especially want to share this today because we just started, um, we just opened enrollment to our signature group coaching program called MPT, Modus Performance Training. And I actually took MPT myself with Mercedes about, I believe it's two and a half years ago now, two and a half or three years ago. And it really, really, really transformed my climbing, um, which is why I want to talk about it today. I just, I think if there's one thing that I did for my climbing, it was take that program. But I want to give you a little bit more of a background before I just jump right back into that program. But I I still feel so thankful for that program. It's not just transform my climbing, but really my life because I ended up becoming a climbing coach. So let me back up a little bit. Um, I want to share a little bit more because I feel like some people might resonate with my story too. I'm someone who came into climbing quite late. I did not start when I was a child. In fact, I started when I was 29. I will say before I started climbing, I have always been or I was always an athletic person. I would just do all kinds of random things. But I grew up in Germany. As some of you might know, I was born in former East Germany. But I grew up in Germany and I, you know, played European handball. I don't know if many of you know what that is. But it was not competitive at all. We did not have a system like we have it here in the U.S. now, which is where I live now where you can do sports at a young age at a very competitive level because there's a lot of support around that here in schools. We did not have that in Germany, but I always wanted to be an athlete. I think when I was younger, you know, a lot of friends of mine dreamt about being doctors or lawyers or all kinds of fancy things, but I dreamt about becoming an athlete. Um, that was always my passion. And so I was athletic and I tended to pick up sports quite well, but I certainly didn't do any gymnastics or any dancing or anything that really, you know, I would say helped me in my climbing later on specifically or physically, that is. So that's my background, you know, where I, where I was at um, before I started climbing. In fact, I was actually a long distance athlete. Well, I didn't call myself an athlete at the time. But I think I was. I was just running a lot and hiking a lot. I ran two marathons. I qualified for Boston. I never ran Boston, but, you know, I was competitive with myself. So I qualified for Boston because I wanted to. And then I started graduate school. I actually went to graduate school in Seattle for biochemistry. That's what my PhD is in. And that's when I started climbing. I started climbing at the age of 29, which a lot of people consider old. But we have a lot of athletes in our community now who have started even later than that. And they're really enjoying their climbing journey. So if it's you and you started climbing later in life, congratulations. I am glad you started climbing. So I started when I was 29. I was living in Seattle at the time. And the first, you know, my first sort of 
journey into climbing actually started out with trad climbing and really alpine climbing. I did a lot of trad. I did a lot of alpine climbing. And I want to just say kudos and thanks to my friend Heather, who at the time really took me under her wings and taught me all the things that I needed um, to climb in the Alpine. It was really, truly special. And now that I'm a mom, I really appreciate that time even more because I don't think I would do it right now. But I love that I got that experience when I was younger. So thank you, Heather, if you're listening um, to this podcast episode. Yeah, I started track climbing and alpine climbing, and really it was kind of a means for me to get through graduate school um, because that was really busy and stressful, and climbing just really helped me offset and rebalance my life. Um, Then I just started sport climbing a little bit more. I really loved projecting. I really loved doing hard things and, you know, um, reaching my physical limitations, I would say physical and mental limitations. So I really, really enjoyed that. And actually, now that I'm thinking back to this, it was actually my really early years, maybe when I was 30, maybe in 2010 or 11 or 12 is when I met Mercedes at the time um, at my local gym. She was teaching there as a coach. And I think I actually took the very first MPT with her in person at that time. And that got me very strong. That is not the time that um, transformed my climbing, but I just remembered I did take the very first iteration that was at the time in person. That was really fun and got me really strong. And it got me sending some hard sport routes for me at the time, which is um, if for people who who care about this. So I, I started climbing when I was 29, did a lot of alpine. I got into sport. And the hardest grade that I sent at that time when I was around 32 was... Um, 12c so the first time I took MPT my goal was to climb 12a and I ended up climbing 12a and I ended up climbing all the way I ended up climbing quite a few 12as and then 12bs and then I climbed even a couple of 12cs all in the same season and the year after when I was 33 years old I got pregnant with my son and I didn't know I was pregnant but I still managed to send my 12C project at the beginning of the season. I remember just being so, so tired. And I had gained 10 pounds randomly. I thought I thought it was random because I didn't know I was pregnant. But I had gained 10 pounds, but I still managed to you know, sneak out the 12C feeling so tired. And also with that weight change, that was quite um, significant at the time. But I wanted to share this again, too, that even gaining a little bit of weight, if you're well prepared, you know, won't be the deal breaker for you. And so, yeah, I was tw- I was 33 when I got pregnant. And then I had my child when I was 34. That was in 2017. So I took a significant break from climbing. I will say that is not true. I didn't take a break in climbing, but I definitely changed the tempo and intensity of my climbing. I actually never took a break from it. I was always very consistent because climbing just meant so much to me. And even just the movement. So I actually climbed until a week before I gave birth on top rope. And then I came back to climbing 10 days after I gave birth. So really, I only took two and a half weeks off. But how I climbed changed significantly. My intensity changed. And I really focused on technique for the longest time. After I had my son for the first year, for sure, maybe even longer, I really just climbed V3, maybe V4, but I don't think I even did that. And I just eased back in. Some of my climbing sessions were only 30 to 60 minutes long because I was breastfeeding at the time. 
And I could only be gone from my son for 90 minutes to two hours max. And that included the drive and getting dressed and all these things. So I remember coming back to climbing and just really actually finding joy in coming back, you know, with a body that had been changed a little bit and just focusing on trying to climb all the V3s in the gym. That was my goal when I came back is I want to be able to climb all the V3s in the gym. And once I reached that goal, I was like, well, now I want to climb all the V4s in the gym. I really set myself very like small goals that were quite achievable. And also after my son was born, that is actually when I transitioned to bouldering. So I climbed mostly on ropes before, lots of trad, lots of alpine, lots of sport. I did a little bit of bouldering, but I think I had done maybe one V4 outside and a total of five or six days of bouldering outside. I don't know. I would just boulder and squamish on my off days when I was there for track climbing, which now looking back as a coach was ridiculous. And I do not recommend to anybody that they do that. So please don't, you know, boulder on your off days. That's ridiculous. Those should be rest days. But I transitioned into bouldering after my son was born purely for logistical reasons. Um, at that time, I also didn't have any friends who climbed sport because I moved from Seattle to Salt Lake City while I was pregnant. And one of the things that didn't occur to me sort of thinking about it, moving while pregnant, is that it would be just so much more difficult to establish rope climbing partners because my time was also so limited. So I was like, well, great. I'm going to just boulder for a little bit. I bought myself a pad. I used it as a couch for the first year because I didn't actually go outside. And then I started bouldering and not very intensely either, although I think I probably climbed at a higher intensity than I maybe should have, just wanting to climb stronger, but it wasn't really productive. And something really funny happened um, a couple of years. So maybe my son was two-ish or three. I think my son was two years old. It was that fall in 2019. I was still working at the university at that time. Um, and I was really, my bouldering outside was more about gaining experience. And I think I had climbed V4 or V5 outside at that point. And I remember going to this one boulder with my friend um, to support him. And while I was sitting at this boulder, he was very encouraging. I was just sitting around. He's like, hey, you should just try it. And so I thought, well, this looks like a fun boulder. It looks 200% my style. It was this um, traverse. And, you know, remember, I started as a sport climber. So I was still a very new boulderer. And I thought to myself, well, this boulder is more like a sports route. I actually counted the moves. They were There were over 30 moves on this boulder. So really, it was more of a route. None of the moves were harder than V6. But putting all the moves together on this boulder, it did get the grade of V8 at the time. And because I had only climbed V5... I was like, oh, I have no business being here. I'm not even going to touch this boulder. <clears throat> but with the encouragement of my friend and me just being bored sitting around, I, I did touch the boulder. In fact, I was able to do some moves. And I ended up getting really excited about this boulder that I spent all of that season in 2019 trying to put that boulder together because I realized I could do each individual move. And it was just a matter of putting things together. But one of the things that I had learned climbing on ropes is... I had learned to climb efficiently and be able to put um, harder moves together. So that really helped me on that boulder. Then I went to the gym all winter long. I trained for that one single boulder. I trained so hard, probably too hard, to be honest. And then 
that following year in spring, I came back to that boulder. That is actually also when the pandemic started. I had also just quit my job at the university that was independent of climbing. I had just decided once I became a mom, I felt like I was living in a hamster wheel and I didn't enjoy the life that I had because I knew that I wanted to spend more time with my son. My ambitions at the university had changed. I did not want to become a professor anymore, even though I did have a small stint of that down the road, but I just... The academic life wasn't for me anymore. Um, that I was like a triple type A personality and that had changed drastically after I had my son. I just wanted to have more time in general to be with my family and also to enjoy climbing and being outside. So I had quit my job. The pandemic had started, but I did train over the winter sort of as much as I could being a mom. And that spring I came back and I remember trying that boulder so many times and it felt so hard and I had this one pivotal moment when it was really warm outside and it was literally the pandemic like started to really take off and people were talking about lockdowns you can't leave the house anymore and so I had this last day moment and I'm one of these people I can try so hard when I have to and it was literally going to be the last day and it was the last day for a long time before we were able to go back outside that I sent that one boulder. And I was so happy. I had put so much into that. And yeah, that was a pivotal moment for me because it also kind of showed me what I was able to. And it also taught me so many things about approaching bouldering. Like, you know, I had thought I couldn't do this boulder because I'd only done V5 before. Now, I will tell you, just because I climbed this one V8 that did not make me a V8 climber by no means, but I did climb a V8. And it just told me that I was capable of more than I what I was doing. And so then I spent the next one and a half years really trying to fill in those the hole of V6 and V7. And I tried so many V6s over a year and a half. It, it was ridiculous. And I felt really frustrated because I knew I'd done this one V8, but I couldn't send any of the V6s. It was crazy. So I spent one and a half years sending... I don't know how many I tried, but I ended up sending four V6s over the course of one and a half years. Um, now, that was also the pandemic, but I don't think that was my reason for not sending. I think the reasons were just not me being quite as prepared as I thought I was, even though I knew I had the capabilities of doing those. So then fast forward in the summer of 2021, I actually went to Germany and this is important because I have a very good friend in Germany. Her name is Heidi. She's going to come and visit me soon. And we had one of those moments where we just had a bottle of wine at night. We were chatting about our lives. They go, you know, we've been friends for a very long time. And we went back and we just talked about our dreams. She is an artist and she's always wanted to be an artist. Um, but her day job is actually as an officer. She's a police officer, even though she loves art so much. And I remember asking her the question of, hey, what would you do if time was not a factor? Because she kept saying how she's older, because we were both approaching 40 at that time. And she kept saying, maybe it's too late to do art or maybe it's too late to do all these you know changes in her life and you know if you know me at all you know that that's not going to fly with me so I asked her well what would you do if there was no time constraint and no money constraint and you know it's not an issue of age whatsoever 
And she said, I will want to be an artist. And I was like, you still can be an artist. Like, and we had this conversation, a long conversation about this, where I was like, you know, don't throw your life away. Like you can still do it. You're only 40. She wasn't even 40 yet. She was 38 maybe at the time. And I was 38 myself. And then sure enough, she turned the question around and she asked me, she asked, Katya, what would you do? If there's no, you know, time constraint, money constraint, no constraints whatsoever. And immediately I said, I would want to be an athlete. But I feel like I'm too old for it. <laughs> I'm not good enough. And, you know, of course, we had this conversation. I realized in that moment how I was really limiting myself. Like it was this um, epiphany that I had after I had asked her and encouraged her. I was like, oh, my gosh. I've just always wanted to be an athlete. And I will admit at this point that even though I was quite athletic, I never saw myself as an athlete. I always thought, oh, you know, I, it's like climbing is just a hobby. Well, it's just a hobby. And then whenever, even when people would say, oh, you're a climber, I would say, oh, no, I'm not a climber. I just like to climb for fun. I always thought that if you use the words climber and athlete, that meant you are doing it professionally. And I have learned since then that is not true. And I reflected on that conversation on my flight back home from Germany to the U.S., which is a really long flight, so I had a lot of time. And I was really thinking about this, like, this is my life. I was like, Katya, this is your life right now. Like, you can live your life if you want to make climbing a bigger part of your life. If you want to see where you can take it, why not do that? And I also realized that being an athlete is not something that happens on the physical plane. You're not an athlete once you're able to deadlift 200 pounds or once you're able to climb V10. Being an athlete is a mindset. Being an athlete is a choice. That's what I realized. I was like, Katya, you can choose to be an athlete and you can choose to treat yourself and your body like an athlete. So I came home and I was like, okay, what would an athlete do if an athlete wanted to get better at their sport? At their sport, And I was like, I want to see where I can take climbing. I'm going to take it as seriously as I can, you know, still knowing this was not my job. But I was like, I want to take it seriously. I'm just going to give it my all with my constraints in my life, you know, being a mom and um, with the pandemic. <laughs> and I was like, nope. I'm not going to make any excuses. I want to see where I can take this. And then I saw that Mercedes was running this course called Modus Performance Training. It actually had a different title at that time. And at the time, it was a six-week course. And since then, we have changed it into an eight-week course because we have added a mindset module to it and a recovery module. So it's a brand, not a brand new course, but it's a, you know, highly updated course now. So I called her up and I said, I want to join. And I did end up joining the course. It ran for six weeks and it was just amazing. My new mindset that I brought to the course and I even Mercedes asked us, like, what is your goal? And so at that point, before I took this course uh, and PT, I had climbed four V6s over the course of, let's say, a year and a half. And I had done this one V8 that took me six months or so. That's all I had. And I did have this project um, in LCC that I wanted to do that was a V7. 
And I also just wanted to be able to climb these sixes more regularly. So my goal was to climb this V7 at the end of the season. I took MPT at the beginning of the season. And so that's my goal, just to climb this one V7. And maybe if I could, a few more V6s. So I took that program and it was so good. I will share with you a little bit more later. But I want to just share with you what ended up happening to me in terms of just my climbing. So again, before the program, I had climbed four V6s over the course of a year and a half. And this one V8, that took me um, six months. After the program, in the span of four weeks, and that included actually having a slight finger injury. So after MPT, in the span of four weeks, I sent six V6s and four V7s including my project. Um, that was, I just don't know. I just, something really changed me. Something really unlocked my climbing. And I, I was just sending things left and right. And it was just purely amazing. And I attribute this mostly to this course. Mercedes, Mercedes is an amazing coach and she writes amazing programs. But she's also an amazing coach because she does understand that mindset matters a lot too, which is where Mercedes and I resonate so well. I'm all about mindset, but it has to be in conjunction with the physical preparation, of course. And yeah, it was truly amazing. I just dove so deep into climbing and all things performance, training. I will say if I was to tell you the number one lesson that I learned from MPT, which was different from the different athletes that joined MPT, but for me, and you won't believe this, for me, it was actually to train less. To train less, but focus on what's important in training. I remember during those six weeks, every week I asked Mercedes if I could add something to my program because it felt like I was doing so little that I have, you know, compared to what I was doing before. But I will tell you, now that I've been a coach for over two years now, I know that I was training too much. And it's also really interesting because MPT, the way Mercedes had designed this program, it was actually for people who climb lower grades. And this is why I want to emphasize this, because this program really is so well designed that it really meets people where they're at. So if you climb V2, it's it's a great program for you. If you climb V5 or V6, it's still a great program for you because that's where I was at. And yeah, it's really transformed my climbing so much. And I really just love working with Mercedes that, you uh, know, that's just led into me ending up starting to coach with her. Um, at that time, because remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I had quit my job. I did end up teaching at a small college during the pandemic as an um, adjunct professor. But um, I wasn't happy with that position and I really wanted to start my own business and I wanted to do business co uh, business coaching. That's not right. I wanted to do nutrition coaching. I'd got my, I got my certification. I got my business up and running and I wanted to do nutrition coaching because I had been studying nutrition personally for 20 years at that point. Um, I got a degree in biochemistry and I did my postdoc in a, a meta metabolism lab. So it was very much in line with my education. I've always been an educator. I've always been a teacher. I taught nutrition at the college level. It just was a right fit. And I was already helping so many people around me with their nutrition. It just felt like this right fit. But then Mercedes asked me if I would consider uh, becoming a climbing coach and working with her because she could tell 
how passionate I was just about teaching. Because um, even in the course that I took with her MPT, I was naturally also sharing knowledge with other athletes. And yeah, that's that's how I ended up coaching with her. You know, I, I, I actually ended up running MPT with her again the following season and then ended up working really well. I learned so much from it as a coach and I got really good feedback from the athletes. And this is how my coaching career got started. It started really small. I was just, you know, started doing one-on-one coaching and lots of other things. You know, since then it's quite evolved and I've really gotten educated myself. I've really gotten educated and I've educated myself and I really, I just continue to learn every week from it. But yeah, that program was really pivotal for me. And I still think it's such an um, an amazing program. And I wanted to share that because enrollment for MPT is open right now. As I mentioned, it is um, now an eight-week program. And how it works is if you join the program, you get a training plan from us that is delivered to an app. So you can bring your phone to the gym and essentially just follow all the workouts I highly encourage you to trust the program. I think that's the most important part when you get a training plan from a coach. You have to have that trust in your coach and you have to trust the program. I will say we did have an athlete in one of our rounds of MPT once before. And we always stress this. We said, do not do more than the program designs for you, than what's in the program. And this one athlete ended up doing more and he ended up getting a finger injury in the first couple of weeks. So that is one piece of recommendation um, for any training program. Don't do more than is prescribed to, to you. But in addition to the training program, we also have weekly modules that you also get delivered through another app that you can also access through your, um, on your computer through the web browser. And these different modules cover different topics like how to properly warm up, how to properly recover, how to use visualization, mindset, athletic confidence. Uh, we cover performance, nutrition performance, um, lots of things. So those are eight different modules spread out over eight weeks. And each week we also have a coaching call with Mercedes and I. We also do some live video analysis for people who like to share their climbing videos. We do a live video analysis on the coaching calls. And what we do too is we sort of do tailor the coaching calls a little bit to the athlete's needs. So in di different groups are different and have different preferences. And I will say right away, because this question always comes up, is this also going to be for rope climbers? And absolutely, this is also going to be for rope climbers. We've had a lot of rope climbers come through and find um, a lot of strength and athletic confidence with the program. A lot of drills are designed to be done on boulders and on sport routes, so you can do both. Although we also think that bouldering really, really enhances sport climbing. So if you are a sport climber, this is definitely a right place for you. Yeah, in the program, what's amazing about this program too is because you also get the power of the group. It is really, really wonderful to train with a group of like-minded people who cheer you on, who celebrate your wins, and who can also share their struggles and also understand your struggles and just bring the passion that we all, you know, want to see and want to have. And I think that was another one that was really big for me. Um... At the time, I was not surrounding myself with a lot of people who loved climbing as much as I did. So, you know, doing MPT and being with other people who really loved doing what I loved doing was really, really um, wonderful. Um, we also do a lot of technique drills um, because we do believe that technique and strength goes hand in hand. There's also strength workouts in there. 
And as I said, the program is really tailored for intermediate climbers who want to get to the next level, who might feel like they're stagnant or who might feel like they just want to boost or maybe just change things up, you know, uh, or maybe people who are new to training and really want to get started, but really want some mentorship as they get started, because that's what's really nice about the eight weeks too, is you do really get that mentorship from me, Mercedes, and how to get started. And you can ask all of your questions and find some guidance. And we still have athletes um, who have taken MPT with us, who have stayed with us for years. So it's truly a wonderful program. And Mercedes is an amazing coach who brings a lot of experience in writing programs and training over a thousand athletes at this point, over 10 or 15 years. Yeah, she's got she's got the experience for sure. Well, that is my story. Maybe I should wrap up where I'm at now um, with my climbing. Well, I really, you know, started focusing on my business and working with Mercedes and climbing coaching, and that's been really amazing. So my climbing has not taken a back seat per se, but what has taken a back seat is me projecting hard things. I'm actually just now getting back into this. This year, I told myself, I want to get back to hard projects. The last um, two years, have I've been more focused on, you know, working as a coach and like being a good coach as, as good as I can be. But my climbing still, you know, has transformed a lot. Um, now V8 is a very approachable grade for me. I've climbed a lot of V8s and a lot of them, I would say, I have climbed quite quickly um, within one or two sessions. And that feels really good. That V8 feels very approachable. Not to say that there aren't any V6s that I absolutely cannot do. Even V4 can be challenging. Actually, there's a V4. There's a local V4 that I absolutely cannot do. But I've just gotten to a point where V8 feels very comfortable for me. And I, I approach V8 with a lot of confidence. I also still climb on ropes. I love climbing on ropes. I'm getting back into rope climbing now. Uh, I climbed my first 513 last year. And that was really fun because I hadn't even been climbing on ropes all that much. But it was really fun to come back. I had a really nice crew for that too. So thank you, Laura, if you're listening and yep, that's kind of where I'm at now. And this year, I'm just trying to, you know, break into some newer grades for myself and trying myself on harder problems as much as I can. But I will say to wrap up this episode, I don't actually know how long I've been talking. Um, I have also really evolved my relationship with climbing. I think I used to define myself through climbing a lot more than I do now. And I still absolutely love the sport and I love climbing. But chasing grades has definitely become less of a priority for me. And just being outside enjoying climbing has become more of a priority for me, which is also why um, I have not climbed a new grade in a little bit. And that's been okay with me so far, too, because I love going to boulders where my friends are at also. Okay, but this year I have a slightly different focus, but I'm still trying to balance definitely the joy of climbing over trying to get certain points from a certain boulder problem or a certain sport route. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Now you've gotten to know me a little bit, at least through the lens of climbing where I'm at. Um, yeah, I just love it. And I'm sure you do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. And if you do want to join MPT, um, definitely check the show notes for this podcast episode. 
And you can also head to Instagram. There's more information and in that link in our bio as well. We start our program. So MPT this year will start uh, February 26th. So depending on when you're listening to this, you might still be able to jump onto this wagon. But if not, we're going to open another round later this year too. And you can certainly always consider joining us in our membership. We will probably open doors to our membership again in April. Okay, well, thanks everybody to listening to me today. And I hope Mercedes will feel better soon. I'm sure she'll be back next week. Okay, take care. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. A few things before you go. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast or left a review yet, I would love for you to do that. It really does mean a lot to us when we hear from our listeners, and it also helps future listeners. If you also haven't subscribed to my newsletter, I suggest you also do that because every week I give climbing training tips, recovery tips, and nutrition tips. I'll also tell you when my one-on-one openings are and future climbing training programs available. All right, thanks again.